With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love combat sports? I have a website for you. CageMinds.com. That's C-A-G-E-D-M-I-N-D-S.com. Fight news from around the world, in-depth interviews, live event coverage, covering combat sports for over a decade. Established in April 2011. That's CageMinds.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Pro Wrestling After Hours. It's Michael Carlisle and Micah Frankel. Micah, how you doing, man? Man, I'm, I'm surly after the MMA talks we had, but I'm excited. I'm excited because we get to see Johnny Knoxville in WWE. I mean, it's what you've been telling Dude. me for weeks that you're excited about. Here we go. I cannot wait to see Johnny Knoxville standing in the center of the ring, having his hand raised as the winner of the Royal Rumble this weekend. You have to put it up. Do you think we get... Jackass Forever logos on the mat like we did for the UFC. <laughs> like for UFC? Event. We should, but I bet we do not. I'm surprised, actually, that WWE does not do that. They should absolutely sell that mat space. I, I would if I were them. Man, AEW, at least they sell the turnbuckle right, space. I, right. I think it's a smart move. You maximize your potential. And I mean, we use, we laugh yeah. at Impact Wrestling a lot, but you remember the days where there were the stacker, six-hour energy yeah, yeah, things? Yeah. Like, that was good advertising. Maybe not the right look for TV, but still, they found a way to get that money. Well, it was five-hour energy, so was it really good advertising, Mr. Six-Hour Energy? <laughs> I thought it was Stacker Plus or Stacker. Maybe it was Stacker Plus. Was, I don't remember. Maybe that was the one with Triple H. I, I don't know. There's so uh, many at that exactly. time. Exactly. But no, your point is right. I think there, there's money to be made there. And I know Vince likes to make money. Well, I, you know what? I'll put it like this. I'd have rather seen a nice big logo of, of the Rock and Ryan Reynolds movie back a few months ago on the mat than seeing that stupid golden egg thing that Vince did. You know, that would have been a much better idea. Yeah. I mean, instead of laying an egg and laying an egg all over the place, right. it was yokey. For sure. All right, we do have the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend, and thank you for pointing out to me, it is Saturday night. Apparently, we're seeing the transition from Sunday to Saturday. They're not pay-per-views anymore. What the hell are they called now? Premium specials or premium live events. One yeah. of the two. I, I don't know. I just know they're free on my damn Peacock. That's all. Thank you, so, Comcast, for the hookup. So, so premium my ass, but... Um, be that as it may, we'll get to the Rumble in a second. We don't want to jump ahead too much. Uh, since we're on the subject of WWE, we will stay there. Let's start with this past week's SmackDown. I know you love you some Roman Reigns and some Usos. 
So have at it, my man. Historic 500-day run beating no one. I mean, dragging AEW's best through the mats. We love the highlights. <laughs> Thank you, God, Seth Rollins, that after 12 minutes of rambling from Roman Reigns and the Usos, Rollins finally saves us. And he is the savior of SmackDown. Seth Rollins there, ratings went up. I will say this. Um, as far as Reigns goes... And look, I, I've never been a Randy Orton guy. They finally got me somewhat interested in Orton. Other than that brief time he was with the Wyatts, I just don't care for Randy Orton. I care about Randy Orton now. I will say, to WWE's credit, the stuff with Paul Heyman, and obviously they've gone their separate ways now, but they have actually gotten me to care about Roman Reigns. And, and I am interested in this. I guess that means I have to care about the Usos a little bit. The Usos are an enigma to me. I don't like anything I've ever seen them do on TV, although admittedly they, they have some good matches. When I see them at a house show and I've seen them on probably five house shows over the years, entertaining is all hell. What gets lost from there to, and not to sidetrack us too much, but what gets lost from there to being on TV? Because to me, unless they're there with Roman, the Usos are a channel changer. Yeah, no, they're bland and boring when we see them on TV. It's been a repetitiveness of the same old act. I'll give them credit after a decade of stealing. Now, a decade, they've now stolen the 3D, so they've incorporated one more tag team maneuver into their repertoire after all this time. But I just can't get into the Usos. It, it hasn't happened for me. Uh, another... Tag team title run for them that's been lackluster on my part. And as we go to celebrate them, by the end of the night, their historic tag team run, they get beat by KO yeah. and Rollins. That's mm. the Vince McMahon way. Yeah. The tag team never needs to be put over. No matter how great they are, any two other random superstars that we put together will beat the best tag team ever. Definitely. Not, not to shortchange um, Roman Reigns here, because you're right, they were honoring him for his... 9,847th straight day as universal champion. I think it was actually 508, but you get the point. Regardless of the fact that he, you know, whatever. Uh, Rollins comes out. While I haven't been a fan of everything that's gone on with Brock being in the five-way at the last pay-per-view, winning the, the Raw title and all that, all of a sudden Rollins is over here um, for a short feud with, with Reigns. All that to me is dumb. However... Rollins and Reigns has been entertaining, and I will tell you, I'm looking forward to that on the pay-per-view. Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. i got to apologize right now. My surliness from the MMA show is about to creep over into the pro wrestling oh, show. If and you want to hear Micah more. being surly, uh, check out our uh, MMA podcast, MMA After Hours, uh, right here on the After Hours Podcast Network. He was very surly this week. Okay, we're going to celebrate 500-day run. Is Barry Horwitz or the Brooklyn Brawler in the WWE Hall of Fame? We're also going to overlook the fact that of those 508 days, how long was Roman gone? Oh, that, okay. that, doesn't that encompass the beginning of the pandemic when he took time away? Because doesn't it also encompass this last positive test? There's weeks, there's yeah. months, there's been time yeah. out. There hasn't been a lot of title defenses. But I don't believe that a, a Brooklyn Brawler, a Barry Horwitz, none of those guys are in the WWE Hall of Fame, right? Brooklyn Brawler might be. Is he? He deserves to be because I'm just getting to the point where... By the way, I, I like the way we're talking about the same person as if he's two different people. Oh, actually, no. The, the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi, Barry Horowitz is different. You're right. But yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Brawler is, is in the Hall of Fame, yeah. 
Just just because I'm like, wow, we're admiring a 500-day run in, in a story, and it would be more impressive if something happened. And it almost makes me remember, it's like, 500-day run is the world heavyweight champion. Roman Reigns is a surefire Hall of Famer. I'm like, dude, he's just out there doing what the script calls for. <laughs> Barry yeah. Horowitz did the same. Brooklyn Brawler did the same. But Roman's doing it uh, so much so, better. So, apparently, so I've just not been impressed by this title run, and I'm just like... I don't feel the need to, again, celebrate Roman Reigns. Again, the only heel or hero ever that Vince McMahon felt consistently needed to win. So apparently, Surly Micah can't suspend disbelief. It's scripted. He's doing what the script said. Dude, it's wrestling. Suspend your damn belief. Jesus, dude, come on. Well, it just got me thinking they're like the greatness of Roman Reigns. I'm like... Dude, wait, are these other guys in the Hall of Fame? Because they were just as great as Roman Reigns. They went out there and they did their job. See, worst take okay. I ever had, and I okay. went all surly on you. Okay. Do, do you have a problem believing that tiny-ass Jason Statham is an ass-kicker in movies? You watch movies still? I, I'm covering too many MMA uh, uh, events and uh, watching too uh, much okay. pro wrestling. My <laughs> point, it's scripted. It's the same thing, man. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. It just got me. There are plenty of things you can be surly about with, it's scripted. It's not even real. Come on, man. That's the whole, everything we talk about on the podcast is fake for crying out loud. (laughs) Jesus. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just (laughs) not into celebrating a 500-day Roman Reigns title reign when nothing happened of memory during it. This has been a brutal 500 days of Vince McMahon continuing the last five years of telling us how great Roman Reigns is. You're right. He did get me to care about Roman Reigns. I've stopped. There's too many storylines. I I don't care enough. He's going to walk over Seth Rollins. They're trying to make this like it's serious. And I am honestly very tired of Roman Reigns or the Usos putting themselves in tag team matches where Roman inevitably Superman punches the other guy to make it a disqualification. We've only seen that is, am I getting wrong to say maybe we get two weeks in between that and then we see it again? How many times in the last three months have we seen that exact finish? A, a lot over the last 508 days or so. Yeah. yeah, so I can suspend my disbelief. I just can't believe we keep seeing all the same stuff. Well, dude, it's, yeah. All right, fine. We'll, 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 I'm just happy that WWE listened to us and Kofi beat Mancrap. I mean... How hard was that one to get right? They did it. And if you want to congratulate WWE, huge ratings for SmackDown. It only took Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Jeff Jarrett, and Eric Bischoff. Only a handful of special guests to crack the ratings where you want them to be. You know what? Real quick sidebar here. For all, and look, I, I know we shit on WWE a lot. There's also a lot they do right. Um, you look back at, at the last week, uh, AEW Dynamite, back up over a million viewers. They're, what, second week on TBS? I believe so. Um, Dynam- uh, Dyn- Rampage had their highest rating since November on Friday night. SmackDown had a huge rating on Friday night. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about the, uh, the the GCW pay-per-view. We're probably going to get into some impact. This, Despite your surliness, this isn't a bad time to be a wrestling fan. People are watching a lot of it. 
Again, go back to that and tell me that it's good storylines and you like what's happening. You're telling me that this is all good and creative. Again, go back into your deep love of the Aaliyah versus Natalia match and Zaya Lee's saving of her. The, oh, no, the no. Viking Raiders beating Los Hermanos. Sheamus ruining Ricochet one whoa, more whoa, time. Because whoa. Ricochet can't even really beat up guys. What are they called again? No, time out. They're, they're not Los Lotharios? Thought they were Los Hermanos or something. I, th- I just assumed they were Los Lotharios as a nod to Shawn Michaels trainer uh, Jose Lothario. No, I thought they were Los well, Brothers. Son the, of a the bitch. Brothers, the Hermanos. I, I, I'm certain you're right. That's why I brought it up because I was wrong. <laughs> so so again, be. tell me about all this glorious content that WWE is producing. Oh, and I forgot the handful of special guests. Never mind. It was a six pack. You had the ratings topper, Mr. Knoxville, the taser segment with Sami Zayn, probably the best thing of the night. I was going to say, my favorite three things about SmackDown, in no particular order, Johnny Knoxville, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and Eric Bischoff. And that's so. the problem with and, WWE. And, and that is a problem. I agree. the content is, and you can't even give me any guy that's actually an employee of the company. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I couldn't bring up Roman Reigns again because you just shit all over him, Micah. Who else was I supposed to bring up? Well, that means he only, this ain't the horseman. He only cracked your top four. We're talking about the shield and he found his way out all of a sudden. Uh, All right, so I'm not going to bring up the Viking Raiders versus that team that apparently I don't know the name of. I like the guy that takes off his pants. Who does it? Um, <laughs> who didn't have tearaway pants at some point in high school? Maybe for Carlisle, it was college. But those were in. I, I like that they're bringing them back. I mean, it's better than the if, selfie idea. If you buy me some tearaway pants, I promise you I will wear them. <laughs> and I will tear them away. And I will not be there to see this, thankfully. All right. Real quick, you're right. It is a problem that my favorite three things were, were Jarrett Bischoff and, and Johnny Knoxville. Because Look... That's why they're there, right? They're there to get a pop. But the fact that, generally speaking, all right, well, we talked about Reigns in the 508 days. We know how you feel. I- I'm good with Roman right now. But Viking Raiders versus Los, whoever the f- hell they are, don't care. Uh, as much as I love Charlotte Flair, when I saw she was wrestling Naomi, 
uh, Naomi, and I just didn't care. Didn't even care enough to pronounce her name right for crying out loud. Um, Ricochet, Sheamus. Man, I, you said it. If there is a storyline that we can flush down the toilet and I don't need, this Sonya Deville, Naomi thing, or Naomi thing, yeah. has went way past its shelf light. We deserved a culmination to this story weeks ago. Where is it going? If it's leading towards a match, you could have done that forever ago. It is very pointless at this point. Well, if we eliminate everything that's pointless in pro wrestling, uh, there, there ain't a lot else to talk about. And that that's not just a WWE thing. But no, I hear you. I Here's my problem. When WWE doesn't know what to do, they just go back to old stuff. And, and I, I'm not even talking about bringing in Bischoff or, or Jared. I'm just talking about uh, feuds, matches, things like that. Um, you don't get a lot of new, a lot of different. Um. Look, I realize she's a heart. If Natalia went away for six months, who's going to miss her? I, I don't know. And where is this going with her against Aaliyah? Yeah. It's leading to Zia Lee, but we can't just make the Zia Lee matchup. It, it feels too convoluted. Like they're trying too hard to put together pieces of a story. Like there's not a GM right there that can just make these matches as he's observing. But then again, you can, if you want to, I'll jump over to raw Sonia Deville, all of a sudden in Damien priest face about how you can't be attacking anybody. How you have to listen to WWE officials. Hey, Thank you for agreeing with me on all that. Now, as much as we've trashed SmackDown, and I just jumped to Raw, we'll go back to SmackDown. Gotta admit it, going to the Royal Rumble, is there anything on the card that you are more looking forward to than Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins? Because as much as I don't love Roman the character, you gotta admit, it's probably the best match on the card. Yes, I'm looking forward to Johnny Knoxville winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Can you bring up Knoxville? I said Roman Reigns. I know. Can you bring up Knoxville? Yes. That's what I'm looking. You said, is there anything you're looking more forward to than Roman Reigns? Is there anything better on the card? Yes. Johnny damn Knoxville. Well, we know it's not a Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley way, and we all could have lived without that one. Did that did okay. that promo, did that scene do anything for you except for giving us all that feeling that, what, just Brock is overlooking Lashley? This is such a yeah. foregone conclusion? To me, it was stupid. Now, to the casual fan, maybe it did. It was stupid to me because you don't do weigh-ins a week before a damn fight. You do them the day before. So if you wanted to do the weigh-ins, they should have saved that for SmackDown. Now, I get it. I understand why they did it. It's not real. It's sports entertainment. I got you. But no, to answer your question, we could have totally done without that segment. To me, it just made me care a little bit less about Lashley and Lesnar. It really did. It drove me further away from caring. Uh, Bianca Belair beats Zelina. And for all of the effort that WWE puts into keeping merchandise or signs that they don't want away from the crowd, somehow the very vulgar sign referencing Queen Zelina just gets totally overlooked and makes its way onto TV. I don't know how you could let that just go. How you could not notice it even in the production camera that there is a very 
sexually explicit sign right there referencing Zelina. I feel bad for her. An all right match. Uh, a big enough win for Bianca that it gives you the impression that she's still a player in the Royal Rumble if you're caring about the Women's Royal Rumble, which is just a good segue to tell, to tell everybody that it appears that the big surprise for Royal Rumble... Don't spoil it. Oh, I'm kidding. Spoil it. Well... Just like Vince's favorite performer on SmackDown. It's Double R, baby, but we're talking about Ronda Rousey roaming around again. It took me a second to figure out the other Double R. Oh, oh Roman, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, the word is Ronda Rousey uh, will be making her WWE return at the Rumble. Now, whether it's a one-off or whether she's coming back and we're going to get her in Charlotte or her and Becky at WrestleMania, we'll have to see. I'm a little surprised by this because we're not that far away from her having her baby, right? With certainly within the last year. I don't care about Ronda Rousey so much. I know that she's had a baby. I know that she's on a farm. I know that she had a horrendous accident on the set of, uh, I believe, a TV show where she nearly lost, lost a her finger. finger. Right. So here's the problem to me. I don't know if the WWE crowd is going to pop. If you told me Ronda Rousey was coming back to MMA. Okay, that would be bigger news, but I don't know if anybody cares about how the run ended uh, enough to be like, Ronda Rousey's returning to the WWE. She had that one small no. stint here before, and now she's back. Oh, my God, it matters. I don't know it matters. if I feel it. And I, I'm actually more excited she's coming back at the Royal Rumble than I would be if she was returning to MMA. You can script her to win in wrestling. I don't know if she could beat anybody in, in MMA at this point. So... Yes, I am more excited. Look, Vince loves him superstar part-time wrestlers who live on farms in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you got that right. Ask Brock. So I, I would be willing to bet this is more of a one-off. I can't imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe Travis Brown, her husband, baby daddy, are they actually married or are they just living in sin? They might Whatever. Do you, don't you remember, though, when Ronda walked away, she was calling the fans ingrates how right? they don't? Yeah, I do. I do. Do you get a pop from a return yes. for a heel? Yeah. Well, you, you'll get a pop. The, the fans will forgive for that. But look, maybe Travis Brown is great at being Mr. Nanny, and he's going to stay home with the kid while she goes out on the road. I, I would think, best case scenario, she's back until Mania. I would also would not be surprised. She makes an appearance, not unlike Mickey James, at the Royal Rumble, and then we don't see her again for a while. Just this early on, a, after having her baby, I can't imagine... Unless she needs a payday while she can get it, and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I can't imagine she coming back and, and working a significant amount of time here. No, I can't see it. Even that first stint was just a stint. You can obviously see that Rousey's not long for the industry, not long for that grind, for the road, for the week in and week out. You said it. She's Brock Lesnar, a part-time wrestler. Maybe she wins. Maybe we get the Lynch match. Maybe we get the Flair match. You can say, though, and we've already talked about this, we both care much more about the AEW's women division. WWE has to do something to invigorate some life into this division. And if you're Vince McMahon, a part-time star is always the way to invigorate life. It's weird because, <laughs> and I know we've talked about this before, there's no doubt who's got more talent in the women's division and, and therefore probably more overall talent. And by more talent, I just mean more people. But 
AEW gives you a reason to care about the women. Every single, for the most part, of those women, no matter who they're wrestling, somehow or another, it comes back to Britt Baker or Jade or one of those titles. You need to have some of that realism. And again, I don't necessarily mean realism, stiff punches, blood, anything like that. But realism from the standpoint, anybody who's fighting, whether it's real fighting or sports entertainment or pro wrestling, there's a goal. And the, and unless you're just in, in, engulfed in a feud with someone that sidetracks you, the goal for everybody should be the belt. World title, U.S. title, intercontinental title, TNT title, TBS title. And with WWE and their women's, and look, same thing with the, with the men's division a, a lot too, but with the women's division, Whoever Becky and Charlotte are feuding with, that's your title challengers. You don't see a lot of anybody else. Charlotte, I'm coming after you. After you finish with so-and-so, I'm none of that. You do get that in AEW. So AEW is able, number-wise, to get more out of less with their women's division than WWE, who quite honestly, just based on the number of performers and their familiarity to the fans, their women's division should be wiping up the mat with AEW's women's division, and it doesn't. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Care more about. Layla Hirsch turning heel against Red Velvet and Chris Statlander than I do that after getting blatantly beat down continually by Bianca Belair, all of a sudden Dewdrop is a badass like Yokozuna that you can't mess with. I mean, Nikki Ash went from being almost a hero to nothing but a thug. I mean, she a gangster talking from the back. I, they've, disconnected storylines. You just don't have the, do you care that Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley broke up and they're fighting now? I didn't like the Nikki Ash gimmick the first time when it was Rosie. Remember that when he teamed with the hurricane and he was the superhero in training, the S H I T. You you, you don't remember that? (laughs) You mean every time they do a superhero, except for the hurricane, it is S H I T. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. I'd seen that gimmick before. I didn't like it then. I damn sure didn't like it with Nikki Ash. You brought up Dewdrop and nothing against her here. But when they had an opportunity to get me to care about her, they dropped the ball big time. Why do I want to care about her now after seeing her look like a buffoon for several weeks? Why in the... Why did we not get to the point in that Eva Marie rivalry where she didn't squish her? And my name is because if you want to do that, let, let's let's just let's just rewind real quick. All of a sudden, after three, four years in WWE NXT UK, Walter is Gunther. Now he is not Gunther Stark because we understood that had Nazi lineage. They, they finally Googled WWE it. Yeah, WWE stopped short of that one. But all of a sudden, Walter is Gunther and Finn Balor reaches out and says, nobody liked Finn. Well, Finn, let me tell you this. 
Not many people in America knew who Prince Devitt was. So Finn Balor, cool. But Walter, Walter's already been in the Royal Rumble. Walter's already been in Survivor Series. Walter has already been on Monday Night Raw. All of a sudden, he's Gunther? Did the dude get hit in the head and have an identity crisis? Why does he hate his own name? The right time to change a name would have been when you were named Dewdrop. You squash the person that named you that. Then you grab a mic and announce who your name is. Not when you've been Walter for a lifetime as a champion. Shouldn't the goal when you change a wrestler's name be to change it to something better? And if you're going to change Walter, which is a little goofy, just give him a last name. Make him Walter Jones. I don't don't care. Uh, Whatever. Is, Is Gunther really an improvement? Over Walter? It's just a name that WWE gets to own because WWE NXT, they still allow the guys to work regional shows. It's kind of like what AEW does where you still see guys on the indie scene. Walter was able to still use Walter. So unfortunately, if you've been Walter in other places, we don't own Walter. We must own Gunther. It's more manipulation and control from the WWE to be able to market it and own it. Yep, I can get that. I don't like it, but I can get it. You want to sell action figures. You want to do all right. Cool. Gunther, which by the way, and look to their credit, he was going to have a last name. It wasn't going to be a one name thing until somebody Googled it and realized the name they were going to give him was, was the name of a Nazi back in the day. So not only do you give him a worse name, you didn't do the bare basics in research before deciding on that, a quick Google search. Any idiot can type a name into Google and, and do a quick search. You didn't even do the most basic of research. Apparently, they felt like they needed to or had set the wheels in motion and were going to go with this change irregardless. So you just dropped the last name. So at least he's not a Nazi now. But instead of Walter, which is questionable at best for a name, but at least it was a familiar name. People were used to it. You change it to Gunther. Okay, now real quick, we could have done it like this. Uh, real quick, Google search. German last names, 100 common German surnames. Schmidt, Weber, Frenrich, Muller, Frischer, Klein, Bauer, Muir, Hermann. Any of these. Walter, you add the last name. They could have named him his last name Hitler, and it wouldn't have been any more offensive than the name they were going to go with until someone else Googled it for them and it got out online. Exactly. I feel like you could have stuck with Walter, added the last name, I am Walter, because you just went by Walter, and that's an easy change. But changing the first name, it's weird. Did you forget your name? Like when you originally signed up for NXT UK, did you forget your name was Gunther? Why did you Gunther it out? I, I, I can't wait to see how they sell us of the Walter changing to the Gunther. Why this I, needed to happen. I just hope while they're doing that interview in the back and Walter is explaining why he changed his name to Gunther, Ron Breaker walks by in the background and says, bro, that name's stupid. <laughs> and all we know is that hopefully he Gunthers himself into getting Breakered because Braun needs some competition. And I mean, I've already talked about Carmelo Hayes. Thankfully, we know he's going to go against Cameron Grimes, and that rivalry is to the moon. All right, enough NXT 2.0 talk. I promised you we wouldn't I, do any of that. I understand Carmelo, they're going to change his name to, to like Fred Stalling. 
<laughs> Dude, if there is one guy that I want to look like when I turn 50, it's Ron Killings. Shout out to our truth Just turned 50, 50 last yeah. week. If we could all look as good as that man at 50. By the way, not the 24-7 champ anymore. No, but 24-7, he gives us clarity. Quick, who's the 24-7 champ? Dana Brooke. Dana I Brooke. hate that I know that. Royal Rumble this weekend. Who's winning on the women's side? Come on. Ronda Rousey. Okay. Okay. If you're going to take her to Mania, all right. Is she fighting Charlotte or is she fighting Becky? Charlotte. We saw her fight Becky last time, didn't we? Or was it a triple threat match? I don't even remember. It's hard for me to care. It was a triple threat. I remember they did a triple threat. Okay, so is it more likely? I feel like we only got three possible winners. Maybe four. Okay, so Lita feels like a dark horse right now because they keep bringing her name up. Bianca Belair is the only person we could take serious. Why not do Charlotte versus Becky Lynch because they have nothing else to do? I'm not sure. That's what I agree, Siri. That's a terrible oh, idea. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Okay, so I had three right there. Charlotte, yeah. Becky, uh, Bianca, uh, and, and then uh, Rousey. Or, uh, Rousey. Yeah. All right. Why the hell not dream big? WrestleMania, Rousey, Becky Lynch. Now, she's long since broken up with the MMA dude she was dating. Well, yeah, yeah, because she's married to Seth now. Uh, yeah, no, she's right, right, right. Luke Saunders. Right, 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 right. Connor, who's probably getting close to... You know, really starting to, to push himself, coming back from injury. You have Conor McGregor. You give him a payday to come be in Becky's corner. Got to have somebody to combat Conor, right? You bring in Travis Brown to be a Ronda's corner. Huh? Huh? No? Okay. Maybe. You could do better than Travis. I got you. Ronda might insist on that, though. What about outside chance? We're just talking about who wins the women's Royal Rumble. Final, final two in the ring are Charlotte and Raquel. Gonzalez. Gonzalez throws over Charlotte. So now we have that match made. Gonzalez challenges Charlotte, and we yeah. have an NXT talent built up. And then we head into, you know, Rhea Ripley had that opportunity against Charlotte. Whoa, whoa, now you whoa. give it to Raquel at WrestleMania. So you're going to bring a talent up from NXT and push them well, not, push not, them not the quickly where they lose their them? first big match when in the rumble is pretty big I, I don't think it's a bad idea i just think it's totally out of character for wwe i just don't those feel like the couple possibilities okay. somebody's thinking a dark horse a long shot because charlotte bianca and ronda very likely very obvious i think raquel gonzalez could be the long shot Fair enough. All right, over on the men's side, who does Johnny Knoxville eliminate to win the Royal Rumble? It has to be Sami Zayn. Come on. How can we have it any oh! other way than it being Sami Zayn at the end? Like, he's looking around like he won, and all of a sudden, Johnny just, like, rolls out from under the ring. So it dawned on me. I, I don't want to get a lot of hate mail or messages telling me I'm stupid. I don't really think Johnny Knoxville is winning the Royal Rumble. I, I'm being a bit facetious there. Oh, I already get those messages. Do you really? Oh, God, dude, Yes. But who do you got winning the men's Royal Rumble? Brock Lesnar, after he loses to Lashley. Ah, oh, damn it. Why'd I ask you? I should have just said it. You've got to restore some order. It, unless you're going to unify the titles. And I, I know they never stick to keeping guys on, on, on and the brands separated. But I do think you want to keep two titles. I don't think you want to unify them. So either Roman or Lesnar has to lose a title. I would assume you're not going to have the Raw guy win the SmackDown title. Although I guess you could, and he could take it back to Raw. Brock could go back to SmackDown because he's technically a free agent anyway. Thank you, Paul Heyman. And, and just switch the belts. But it seems to make a whole lot more sense that Reigns retains, Lesnar loses, something wonky happens along the way, and then Lesnar says, screw it, I'm in the Rumble, I'm coming in. 
at 30, I'm cleaning house, I'm winning, and then I'm coming after you, Roman Reigns. I, that just seems logical to me. I'm a horrible person. I'm going to take a step back because there was one name for the Women's Royal Rumble that we didn't bring up. Oh, yeah, Lita was that other weird name. Right, right, they right. they keep right, right. pushing Charlotte, so that she's a possibility. Neither one of us mentioned Bailey, and she's the other name that could return from injury that may be with a pop. She's one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Maybe there's an outside chance on Bailey. She was the one that just dawned on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, her name speculated for return. That's an intriguing Time one. out. We know Charlotte and Becky don't always get along backstage. But there's always, since the NXT days, there, there's talk about bringing the four horsewomen to WWE, right? Uh, up to the main roster. Maybe Ronda Rousey's the one way to get that to happen. You have your four horsewomen versus Rousey, Shayna Baszler. All of a sudden, she matters. Get a couple more people to be in Rousey's stable. Natalia. Natalia, oh, Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. She's always there. Natalia is always around and you know, she's always a pants. Farty, Farty McKnightheart is not going to be in Ronda Rousey's stable. She's her training partner. I know. And, and you're probably right, but that's terrible. That, that would suck. But Baszler, somebody else who can wrestle some sort of quasi MMA, just to, or at least look like you could be an MMA fighter just to fit in the group. After that, it doesn't matter. Let's be honest. That is intriguing. I just don't think Rousey's back that long, maybe through mania, but, but that's probably it. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but we'll see. Uh, as far as the men's side, I, I do think it's Brock. I, I don't, it is in St. Louis. It's in Randy Orton's hometown. I don't know how you go from being in a tag team with Matt Riddle to being the number one contender for a title. Look, with, with Orton, you could do that because the fans will buy into anything he does. I don't see that happening. I don't know that there is. It's not going to be a Mysterio. Uh, I feel very comfortable with that. Although I'm pretty sure Ray's won at least one Rumble. But yeah, it, it's not. So, I mean, I don't. If you're not doing Brock, I don't know. Depending on how order is restored with the heavyweight or with the two main titles, maybe you can get a better sense. You know, maybe a McIntyre wins and he challenges somebody. I, I, but I think you're probably pretty limited on the men's side as far as who, who believably could win. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. If you look at the image that I've seen, of about the 22 guys that are in it. There's a lot of tag teams. It is a very random, weird field, and it feels like it's just that inevitable Brock Lesnar win, unless this is the night where almost just eliminates the field. Almost probably has a good night eliminating people. I don't see him winning. Now, something else could happen here. Uh, assuming Lashley beats Lesnar, maybe Brock doesn't come back in the Rumble. Maybe he leave, winds up leaving Lashley laying after the match. Whatever. Maybe he interferes in, in Reigns' match. But what if Lashley gets the title and Big E wins the Rumble? And Big E goes on to challenge Lashley at WrestleMania. 
I mean, you were seemingly pretty high on Big E until you needed to put Brock into that five-way. Maybe while we're riding the ship and getting Brock and, and Roman back against each other, maybe you start riding the ship and, and getting the belt back on Big E. You remember when Yokozuna and like the 13 guys buried the Undertaker and then he literally, they had him fly out from the back. Yes, yeah. he ascended to the heavens. Yeah. yeah. This would be a bigger reclamation project than that was bringing Biggie back to the forefront. This guy has been chumped out and beat down for weeks. It would be a total shock to see a Big E Royal Rumble win because they've done so much to make him look weak. I mean... He looked strong against Mancrap Moss, and that, that's about it this past week on SmackDown. As far as on... <laughs> you call Madcap Ross Mancrap? That's hilarious. I love that. That's way better. Oh, I did that two times already. didn't notice it each uh, time. I will refer that as... I thought, I thought you just slipped up the first time. I realize now you're doing it on purpose. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But and, I don't see the fear yeah, in Big E anymore. I, I agree with you, but I think you got to try to fix that. I would love if they fixed that. Right. Now, again, is it fixable? I think it's going to be tough, but the fans love Big E and, and want to cheer him anyway. Give him a reason to and, and see where it goes. So maybe that happens. There are other, I still think if you're getting the title off Lesnar, you want Lesnar to look strong. Going into WrestleMania, the way to do it, he loses. Something wonky happens. He loses. He's pissed off. He comes back and he wins the Rumble. And he challenges Roman. I think that's the way to do it. But I think there are a couple of different things you could do. But honestly, are there more than five people in the men's side of the Royal Rumble who realistically can and or should win it? Probably not. But I don't know if there could be. But I'd like to focus on something different. 22 guys have been named for the Rumble. Brock Lesnar is not on that list. So we're down to seven. Seven surprises. Your boy Johnny Knoxville is listed. Seven surprises. Let's throw out seven names. Who do you think we see as surprises? Uh, Jackass number two, Jackass number three, Jackass number four. I think that's what they're down to now. There's uh, Bam Margera's not with him anymore. I think he's suing him. You know what? The Jackass guys could become the Dark Order. Of the WWE. I'm kidding. Um, in all series, uh, rumor is Braun Breaker's going to be there Royal Rumble weekend. We could see him. There could be another NXT name. I don't expect either one of them to win it, but maybe it's a nice way to showcase him or them a little. I suspect we'll get an old veteran or two. Uh, who those might be, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Maybe Jeff Jarrett. He's popped up once or twice on on WWE TV over recent weeks. Um, but yeah, probably a, a, a legend, if you will, or two. Uh, maybe a Sean Waltman who's back on the independent scene these days. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's anybody other than Brock. But yeah, I don't know that unless possibly Brock, as far as, far as people who haven't been announced but could be in it, I don't think there's anybody else that we're talking about who could realistically win. I think that Drew McIntyre could be a surprise. Is McIntyre not listed? Well, he is not listed because he was injured. But I did read a report recently that he's went all Giannis Antetokounmpo style, doing triple sessions of recovery, sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber. He is like a madman trying to get back for this weekend. Uh, Elias is speculated that could we finally have a character in place where Elias returns to action? Elias ain't winning the Rumble, though. He's not. McIntyre could. If he he came back, uh, yeah, so I would amend what I said. 
McIntyre, if he comes back, could win. But Elias is just another name, yeah, as I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you throw it out there, maybe a Bully Ray. He's a lot in the podcast world. I'm not sure if he'd be good for a one-off. If you look at former WWE stars, we know we're getting Mickey James on the women's side. I don't think you're getting a Matt Cardona, a Brian Myers, a Rhino, a Heath, anybody from Impact on the men's side to want to do business. And I don't think that door is open with AEW. Rhino of those names from, from the Impact side, if you want to bring in a guy from, from Impact because you're bringing in Mickey, Rhino from a WWE standpoint will be the only one that makes sense. Look, you're not bringing in Mickey James because she's the Impact Knockouts champion. You're bringing her in because she's a WWE Hall of Famer who happens to be the Impact champion. Fans know who she is. I get some of those other names you mentioned have been in WWE, but Rhino would be the only one that the fans, Cardona aside, if you're going to bring Matt Cardona back at some point, now's not the time. He needs to continue to make a name for himself on, on the independent scene. So you're not doing him, but, but of those names you threw out, Rhino would be the only one that makes sense. And he's there for a brief appearance. Maybe he throws somebody out or two, then he gets eliminated. But of those names, He's going to get a pop, and the fans will know, or will recognize him right off the bat because he's not that far removed from last being in WWE. Well, you said the name before we got on the show, and I'm going to steal it from you. Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy that's been out there. He's treaded the lines. He's not really that active. And even with the troubles he's had, if you bring him in for a three-minute spot, his entrance, man hit one frog star, you know, five-star yeah. frog splash, and we're going to throw you over the top rope, I think maybe that could be a name for four or five minutes. I, I would agree with you on that wholeheartedly. Since you stole it from me, I said it first. I said it. So, so really, you're agreeing with me. I'm but agreeing yeah, with no. you, but I proposed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the past, we've seen a DDP as a surprise entry. I don't know that we're going that route, but I wouldn't be shocked if there's a Hall of Famer on the men's. Again, I brought up Jarrett, and I just threw that out there because he was on SmackDown last week, and he is doing some stuff on the independent scene. Um, I don't necessarily think that's who that, that would be one, but, but it could be somebody like that. Brooklyn Brawler. Uh, Going to get some serious play on today's podcast. A guy like like him, someone along those lines that fans remember, but you know they were what they were. Somebody like that, I could see Shane Helms likes to pop up in weird places. There's a hurricane. Right, that's right. Stand back. I like that. Um, but yeah, you know Nick Aldis would make sense from the standpoint that's Mickey James's husband. I don't see that happening. And Mustafa Ali and Brian Kendrick have both reportedly requested their releases. WWE denied them. Maybe they both get a couple minutes in the Rumble just to come in and get thrown out. By the way, as we transition away from the, the Rumble, do you see where the WWE, uh, the SmackDown on Fox, whatever it is, Twitter account blocked uh, Mustafa Ali? I guess it's going to be like that when you want out, uh, man. It's going to be like that. It's going to be some rough stuff. And it, it's a little petty when you hear guys want their release. WWE is always looking to save a buck. But then they're not releasing a guy. It's a little interesting how they pick and choose who they want to let go and who they don't. Especially since you know, last week I was critical of Mustafa Ali. Well, why would you request your release? I get it. You don't like how you're being used. You're not going anywhere else and doing any better. The longer this drags out, the longer this plays out, the bigger name Mustafa Ali, whatever he winds up calling himself when he leaves, the bigger name this guy is making for himself. The longer this drags out, the, the free Mustafa Ali hashtags, all that stuff, being blocked on Twitter, fans, fellow wrestlers coming to his defense, you're building the legend. If you're WWE, like, all due respect, 
you don't give a damn about this guy anyway. If he doesn't want to be there, cut him. Do it now. The longer this plays out and all you're doing is delaying the inevitable, what are you going to do? Keep paying him while you're cutting people left and right to sit at home? All right, maybe, but eventually he's going to be gone and he's just building a bigger name for himself. Cut him now where he has less of an impact, no pun intended, wherever he goes next. You are totally correct. Mustafa Ali's becoming a bigger star than they intended, and they won't be able to use that catapult that it's going to feel right. disingenuous if they do push him now. Let it go. Keep working on Braun Breaker and Darren Waller or whatever his name is down in NXT. Can we talk about some, some AEW maybe? I mean, Adam did, did, Cole. Have they named any guy after a Nazi? No, yeah, no. but they haven't named okay. anybody Gunther McGillibuddy either. <laughs> We actually talked about WWE way longer than I thought we would. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, we just shit on all over it. I don't know if that was really considered talking. There were some positive things in there. Few and far between, my good sir. Few and far between. All right. Fair enough. All right. Oh. <laughs> all right. Let's show some love to AEW. Uh, they were um, back up over a million on Dynamite this past week. Also had their biggest rampage number since November. I'll be honest, other than the Moxley return on paper, look, I was going to watch it anyway, but nothing really stood out to me about this show. Having said that, that's why you don't always go by what's on paper. You watch it. You see what's going to happen. I love this show. The, the Mox promo was great. Apparently, we can say fuck on cable TV now, and it doesn't matter because Moxley dropped a couple of those bombs. I guess that means I, I won't label this podcast as um, having explicit content either because apparently it's okay to say, Micah. Man, dropping a bitch, dropping a fuck. They, they don't care. I mean, the acclaim throwing it out, Moxley yeah. throwing it out. It was impassioned. He's there to beat up demons, swallow their blood. I'm happy to see an invigorated, lively John Moxley. It's good to see he looks to be in the right place. And heck, I'm ready for that John Moxley, Daniel Bryan feud. Whenever you want to give yeah. it to us, it looks like it's going to be hard hitting. I realize sometimes I say things and it makes me look like a hypocrite because it goes directly against something I said earlier or something I said on a previous show. I just talk to you from the heart. All right. I tell you how I feel. I know I talk a lot about elements of realism. And look, we all know what pro wrestling, what sports entertainment is. You still want to make it easy to to believe, right? That being said, the greatest move I've seen in years, and I am not exaggerating, I'm not using hyperbole, the, the goddamn suplex, uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, Statlander against Cole and Britt Baker, where Orange Cassidy takes his sweet ass time bouncing off the ropes <laughs> and walking over and gently pushing Adam Cole. Dude, that was so effing Epic, man. I don't care how unreal it was. That was awesome. Hey, I, I love it. I love it as much as Adam Cole. I guess is... he pushed. Uh, it wasn't Cole. But he pushed over Britt Baker because it was Statlander that had Baker up. Right. But but anyway, that wasn't the point. It was Orange Cassidy. That was awesome. Orange Cassidy is awesome. Statlander is awesome. It's all awesome. Adam Cole's rage after his girlfriend goes through a table in a match where they set up the table. My favorite thing is wrestling is when heels use their women and then get horribly offense that their women get involved in physicality. Yeah. I, I mean, it's my favorite thing in wrestling. Let's get to the beach break where Adam Cole is going to 
Squash? Squeeze Orange Cassidy? Make orange juice? I don't know. It seems like he wants to do some reputable damage. I know a lot of people have been harsh on the way that Adam Cole is being used. I find it entertaining. Like we said, not everybody needs a belt. Not everybody needs to be in the main event. As long as you are getting airtime and are part of a story, I see it as all positive. Look, there's some guys, gals as well, like real quick back to WWE. If Ronda Rousey comes back, you don't have to put a belt on Rousey. You can put her in the ring with anybody and people are going to care at least for a while. Obviously, Chris Jericho's a little different. He's been in this business forever, so he's a legend. But Chris Jericho can go months and months doing six-man tags and, and other crap and then immediately come out and hit Hangman Page over the back of the head or whomever the champ is, and everybody believes he's right back in the title picture. Nobody bats an eyelash. I realize Adam Cole doesn't have the pedigree of a Jericho, but he, a Danielson, a CM Punk, certainly a Sting at this stage in his career, you don't have to be in every main event. You don't have to be in every title match. You can do different things, whether it's just to give other guys the rub, and certainly Cassidy, and to a lesser degree, Statlander, getting a bit of a rub here from from Cole and, and Britt Baker. But you can do different things, have great matches, entertain the fans, and it doesn't hurt a bit. If a month from now, Adam uh, Kenny Omega comes back, I want my title back. Adam Cole comes out, cold cocks him. No, sir, you've been gone. I'm the number one contender. I get the next title shot. Nobody's going to bat an eyelash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Adam Cole was just fighting Orange Cassidy in a mixed tag. How? You? No, they don't care because they like Adam Cole. I got no problems with the way Adam Cole's being used right now. If you go to a rock concert, there's usually a lot of elaborate stuff going on on stage. But your main spotlight is on the lead singer. Right now, Adam Page, the hangman, he's the lead singer. Jericho. Cole, all these guys, there's a lot of instrumental players up there. There's still a light on them, and at any moment, they could break out into a solo yeah. and steal that spotlight. But what I'd like to focus on are guys that needed to come out of the shadows and are now stealing the spotlight. And we need to see that from Santana and Ortiz, who may be separating themselves from the inner circle. And either way, it's about time that they become major focal points of the tag team division. I would agree with that. Um, Sean Spears is another guy. Now, he fought punk this past week punk at some point they are going to need to do something a little different with, with punk i don't care that he's fighting the sean spears of the world and things like that i i got all that and again at any point in time punk comes out i'm, I'm ready to fight for a title fans are going to go ape shit and they're going to be all in no pun intended cm punk gives an awful lot to a lot less experienced guys in the ring at some point in time, for newer fans, let's be honest, Punk was gone for a long time. For fans who maybe don't remember the heyday of CM Punk in WWE, didn't see him on the independents before that. Maybe you'd heard about it. Maybe at some point you start wondering, why is this guy so special, other than the cool Living Color theme song? I think they might want to be a little careful with CM Punk, how he's used. Now, look, you're also getting more into the MJF stuff and some other guys with him. But that one might be one that I don't have an issue with how he's being used, but they might want to start being a little more careful. CM Punk, MJF, the match cannot get here quick enough. The payoff 
cannot happen soon enough for my liking so that we can move on to it. I think there are bigger and better things because, like we said, with the injection of Wardlow, I think it's stolen too much of the spotlight and put it on Wardlow. He should have some spotlight, but it's changed the focus of the story. And you're right, CM Punk needs to do something else. But talking about something else, I was not happy with Lucha... or excuse me, with Jungle Express right. beating the Lucha Bros to become the tag team champions. We still needed to enhance them. Wins over the Dark Order. And now it looks like they're going to have a rivalry with the Ass Boys after they attack Christian. Do you like the way Christian is being used to enhance the rivalry as he was that lever, a fulcrum, a mechanism to enhance the storyline by getting jumped? Christian, yes. because Look, if you... I look at Christian different than Danielson, Punk, um, guys like that. I look at, and I realize he's younger than Sting and probably a good little bit. I look at him more in that category, like legend, icon type thing. I have no desire to see Christian fight for a title again. Not, not to say him beating Omega, all that, losing it back, all, that's, look, all that was fine, and I got no problems with it. I just don't need it anymore. I still like Christian. The fans love him. I, I don't have a problem with him being tied in with, with uh, Jungle Express and all that, and how they're using him. I think that's probably pr pretty good right now. See, you can use guys. You can handsome. You can have that name and still help them get over young talent without laying down to the talent, which is adding something to the package. I really like what they're doing there. We talked about a lack of me being able to suspend my disbelief. I want to touch on Rampage real quick. Tramperetta got a win. Holy, holy eye over a Over a young buck. Over Nick Jackson. Over yeah. Nick Jackson. Oh my, I legit popped in my house. That was so unexpected. You want me to suspend my belief? I didn't think that Rapungi was really going to get the win over the Young Bucks. It seems like the Young Bucks, yes, are the EVPs. They're always a step ahead. This was a win that was unexpected, but believable. This was a true pro wrestling moment. I, all right, flip side, and I get Moxley needed to win uh, on Rampage. No doubts about that. Why'd you have to give him Ethan Page? Aren't you trying to build those guys up a little bit? It needed to be prolonged. It needed to be elongated. Yeah. I like how Serpentico went against Hook. You couldn't find somebody else that's back there. I know Joey Janela's almost on his way out. Brian Cage, Peter Avalon. There's somebody you could have fed to Moxley. I, I would agree. But again, I guess it had to be a name. Part of it too, I really like Dan Lambert. And, and, and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. But I like what they're doing there. I'd like to see them do more with it. But I also know that they wanted to, to give Paige... Um, a, a bit of a push that that group that team a bit of a push having him get the shit beat out of him by John Moxley probably not the way to go about doing that at a point there's almost too many guys where was Bobby Fish when you need him to take that loss right? that would have been a great one to throw in there Cutler Nakazawa yeah. but yeah it hurts that package but I do like Dan Lambert now also alongside of Lance Archer, everybody dies. And Lance Archer with a couple squash men. Man, he is looking serious. He is. I want to go back real quick because you brought up uh, Tremperetta beating Nick Jackson. I don't want to shortchange that. Not only was it a surprise, that was a hell of a match. Uh, I, I would like, I like the group fine. I would like to see Beretta get away from them because if they wanted to, and look, maybe it's really crowded on the roster and you don't see the need for it. 
Beretta against Danielson, Beretta against Punk, Beretta against you name it, you can have some hellacious matches. Uh, I don't think you get many of them if you keep him with the, the, the goofballs. But, you know, again, everybody, there's a, you know, every, there's a pecking order. Not everybody's main eventer. But Trent Beretta could be if they wanted him to. I've said it before. He was a guy that I had a big expectations ever since the first time I've seen him. I'd love to see Trent attack a singles career. I remember when Rupungi Vice broke up in New Japan, they had said that Trent was going to start a singles career. He very quickly went to Ring of Honor and became a member of the Best Friends package. So I've always been waiting to see Trent go one-on-one out there. Uh, this week we've seen the Layla Hirsch heel turn. Mm-hmm. Uh go into further depths, you're not going to love everything about pro wrestling, right? And I'm a pretty big homer and fanboy for AEW. But when when Layla Hirsch cracked Red Velvet with that forearm and Stetlander said, what's your problem? And then went to check on her friend. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Something in the grand scheme of things that's probably fairly insignificant. Something like that can stick out like a sore thumb and just drive you crazy. So I totally get where you're coming from on that. Uh, you brought up Hook a moment ago. I like Hook a lot. Everybody does. I wonder if if you're AEW, do you like MLW has what a, a middleweight champ, something like that? Yeah, middleweight. It, it, maybe you don't want to go cruiserweight. Do you do something like that? Or, or look, obviously, if you're WWE, that there's a very small ceiling on a guy like Hook based on his size. AEW, not so much. Yeah, you got some big monster guys. You got your Wardlows and things like that. You also got a lot of guys that don't make Hook look small. We'll just leave it at that. Do you need a belt more geared for someone that size? Or if you're AEW, you're like, look, we got small guys. We got big guys. We got in-between guys. It's all about talent and the hell with it. We're just going to continue our slow build with you. The fans love you. Let's not mess with a good thing. I think you leave it where it is. And again... If there's a new belt brought into it to AEW, I said it two weeks ago, said it last week, said it this week. Trios titles, baby. That's what we need. Trios titles. They do so much work with six-man tags. I think that, and we'll get to it now, Cody's promo. This isn't a second title. Yeah, it's the second one we introduced, but this is the TNT title. It's not a second-class title. It is its own championship. And if you're AEW and you want to promote every belt as that belt's world champion, I think two is a good place to start off with. By the way, for all you a-holes on social media that were crapping all over Cody's promo, if you're crapping on that, you're just a hater. I get it. You're tired of Cody. That's cool. Hey, I hear you. It's easy to get fatigued on a guy. Certainly Cody. I I understand that. But that promo was phenomenal. It brought back a, a lot of important things. It combated the whole the, the, the door and the, the whole Mickey James thing and all that going to WWE. No, no, no. The forbidden door. No, 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 no. That's us. We did all that. Um it brought back a lot of things. It did a great job of, like you mentioned, putting over the TNT title. It's not a secondary belt. It's a belt. It's an important belt. You can hate on the guy. You can boo him when he comes out. Don't shit on that promo because that was gold. Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes, first AEW title ladder match. That's going to be fire. That was great. And heck, I even like how he added it in because if you follow Cody on social media, I do. You know that he has been a big presence in Negatives One's life since the unfortunate passing of Brody Lee. Dude, even threw that in the promo. 
I'm guessing that negative one really did say, there's a guy named Brody. I want to kick his ass. Uh, and and you can possibly. imagine that to even bring that up to put over, you know, the house of black yeah. to bring up. There were so many layers to that promo. I really liked it, whether you like Cody or not. Right. And by the way, Sammy Guevara is going to come out of this a much bigger star than he went into it as. By the way, you can hate on Cody winning the TNT title back. The whole purpose of that was what he said in that promo. This is not a secondary title. It's a title. It's an important title. They felt like, and you can agree or disagree on this, that they needed to get the belt back on Cody. That's hell. That's why Cody won it in the first place. You don't want it to be a secondary title. All titles matter. And I think, to their credit, WWE, uh, AEW's done a good job of that, whereas WWE, maybe it wasn't always like this, but you look at IC title, US title, whatever, there's a lot of difference in that in your universal title, your, your, your world title, what have you. No prestige. Right, exactly. And, and look, yeah, maybe the world title's the most important belt, certainly, but they've done a great job making the TNT title mean something. They've also, so far, and it's still early, done a really good job of trying to make the TBS title on the women's side important as well, and, and not a TV title, a cruiserweight title, a 24-7 title. So hate on it, and I do understand the Cody fatigue. I'd like to see him turn heel. I don't think it's going to happen. But don't hate on the promo. Don't hate on what they're trying to do. Because, put it like this, they're not doing this ladder match with Sammy Guevara to get Cody over. They're doing this to try to get Sammy Guevara over. You mentioned Jade Carvo. Let's give some credit to her. A much better performance in the title defense against Anna Jay. Correcting a lot of the things that really bothered me in her victory over Ruby Soho. So that's impressive. And we cannot continue to talk about AEW with they also do a very good job I feel like of planting seeds why does Andrade Alirio need to align himself with Matt Hardy to I know to take I know the company so that Matt Hardy can backdoor his way out to his brother Jeff and yes. we get team extreme in AEW in 60 days I am all about Andrade taking over the Hardy family yeah. office now Andrade is a guy who I think has gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit He's had like eight mouthpieces since he's been there. And legit, I think it's been like four. But yeah. I, I think their plans got derailed. I think they were going to bring in Ric Flair to be his mouthpiece. You had that Dark Side of the Ring episode come out. Flair found himself in a world Ooh. of crap, uh, losing sponsors. Nobody wants to go near him. So so that went away. Then Andrade and Charlotte broke up for a while, although I guess they're back together now. That's I, what the Dursley say. Okay, I don't stalk Charlotte on uh, Instagram, so I don't know. Apparently you do. Not judging, but apparently they're back together, so maybe down the line that could happen. But no, I think you nailed it. You you got to start, you give Andrade something to do, and maybe this isn't sexy now, but now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, he owns 51% of yes. the Hardy, whatever, family, the, office. family office. So, hostile takeover, uh, it's mine now, we're renaming it, oh my God, what's Matt going to do? Oh, look, it's been 90 days since Jeff got released. Here comes Jeff Hardy. Oh, my God, it's the Hardy Boys. Brother Nero, to re-give the deleted one a sense of purpose. I mean, yeah. it'd be a throwback. Just like the throwback every time Sting is like, look, guys, I can perform pretty well. There is still no one in the game 
that makes one-on-two offense look as believable as Sting. I always love the distance that he creates between the two guys that are on one team. So you see him bouncing back from a caster to an Owens. It is believable in a way that not a lot of guys can make that spot work. Uh, You want to talk about the guys AEW's cutting? Well, it looks like apparently three names are for sure, right? Leo Rush out the door. Peter Avalon, which breaks my heart. Is that for sure? I I thought I heard he was still there. Uh, His deal expired. The door is open, as I understand it, for him to continue to be used. I get it. We'll we'll, we'll throw out the names. and we can. uh, Marco Stunt, uh, his contract uh, expires soon. We haven't seen him in a while now. I guess back in September. He's doing better work in GCW. Joey Janela. Same thing might could be said, doing better work there. Uh, Brian Cage. We haven't seen him since October. Brian Cage is probably a guy they could have done more with. But again, you're awful crowded. You mentioned Leo Rush. His deal expires next month. And um, it, at least via his social media, it doesn't seem like he's coming back. That might wind up. I don't want to say they're going to miss him. But there's probably more they could have done with him. More they could have done with Cage. All due respect to... Marco Stunt, all due respect to Joey Janela, and all due respect to Peter Avalon, a guy who I genuinely like, they're not going to miss those guys. I thought Peter Avalon was going to stick around. I like what he was doing with the wingmen. I thought they were good enhancement talents. I thought even their promos were coming together as a group that, you know, for a job squad of heels, it worked. It worked. They were comical, and they were at least competitive in all their matches. So I'm going to miss... As you said, pretty Peter Avalon, Marco Stunt. He cannot fit that Christian role. Him and Janela are much better together as what we're seeing in Game Changer Wrestling. And Brian Cage, he looks at himself like he's Brian Danielson. When in reality, he's still probably a lot closer to Eddie Kingston. That, that, that's where he is in the world of pro wrestling. Look, everybody... Isn't fighting for the title. Everybody's not in the main event picture. I do selfishly hope they find something. I like Peter Avalon. I've seen a ton of his stuff on the independent scenes, uh, promotions here where we're at, elsewhere. His team with Ray Rojas, uh, PP Ray, phenomenal. They were a, uh, I'm trying to think of the politically correct way to this. They were like the Midnight Express. If a little more, the Midnight Express were very flamboyant. A little more androgynous, a little more uh, Prince Right, and they were awesome. Peter Avalon can work. Look, Peter Avalon also isn't going to be challenging for the heavyweight title. He's probably, so from that standpoint, there are probably many other guys they want under contract. I I also think Peter Avalon, if he wants to, is a guy who can help out with the the training of wrestlers and, 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 you know, helping out the the QT marshals of the world, things like that. I, I do think there's a place for him. I think there's also a place for him wrestling on AEW, especially with Dark, After Dark, Before Dark, Darkness Before Lightness, all the other YouTube shows they do. Sure. Um, But again, probably not a real high priority for the company, understandably. Um, Janela, honestly, he got some opportunities. It sure seems like he's not going to miss a beat on the independent scene. Uh, You mentioned him in GCW and their pay-per-view this past week. Uh, Marco Stunt, you're, you were the guy there, so Jungle Boy doesn't look quite as small. That you know, you're probably good there now. You probably don't need him. Cage in the right situation could have been much bigger. Rush, 
maybe you could have done more there as well. I think Leo Rush has, I might be wrong, kind of shot himself on the foot. I don't know where we see him next in the world of pro wrestling. It looks like he's burned agree. a lot of bridges. And Brian, well, Cage too. I don't think, you know, I brought up, oh, he'll just go back to Impact. Then you refresh my memory. That wasn't what you would call a, an amicable split but between he and Impact back in the day. I would most likely expect us to see Brian Cage in AAA taking on whatever right. version of Karrion Cross shows up there. But Karrion Cross, EC3, Adam Schur, they are a group. They are the narrative. So watch out for that one still coming because there's speculation that we should be hearing a Ring of Honor announcement coming soon, right? Right, right. in the next couple of days. I'm curious. What, look, I, I think they're announcing they're coming back. I do think that was their plan the whole time. They were very clear, hiatus, but they did release talent from. But I can't help but wonder whether they publicize it or if they don't, if they haven't found them a benefactor. Maybe a benefactor whose father owns an NFL team and a soccer team over in England. I just want to hear that I'm going to get Thursday night wrestling night. Tune into Access TV. Start your night off with Ring of Honor. Go into two hours of Impact and wrap it up with the best of New Japan. Does that sound like a possibility? Uh, maybe. It could. Maybe. I, I. But yeah, I do think they're coming back in some form. Speaking of Ring of Honor, you know... I'm all about reaching across the aisle way, trying to find common ground. You've beaten me into submission on impact. So I've been trying to give it more of a shot. And I'll be honest, I haven't hated what I've seen. But then I brought up to, to you, I, you know, the, the, the former Ring of Honor guys. And I've, what are the uh, Honor No More? Is that what Honor they are? No More. Right. Uh, that's pretty interesting. I like this. And then you're like, no, that's dumb. It's stupid. I don't like it anymore. It's already over. I'm like, what? I liked it. I didn't like the spot of Eddie Edwards squaring off five guys that were beating off eight yeah. because he had one kendo stick and never touched them. That that was a little over to me that all of a sudden the guy they took out in the back earlier in the night was the guy that they were mega scared of. We'll give it a chance. It's something. It, it's not the overwhelming invasion. It could be Jonathan Grisham pure champion he's having nothing to do with it it's interesting seeing pure rules in action uh not the worst wrestling concept we've ever seen on impact wrestling right so some of this might be spoilers apologize if it is but the uh the no surrender pay-per-view on uh the 19th of february in, in new orleans 10-man tag honor no more versus impact wrestling if honor no more wins they can permanently remain in impact wrestling i think we all assume that's what's going to happen and you're going to have the feud if Ring of Honor is actually coming back, maybe you like having a working relationship with Impact. Maybe you don't, but you're letting these guys use the Honor tag. It sure seems like they're associated with Ring of Honor, assuming they are still loyal to the brand. Don't you want those guys back when you start running shows again? You had those five. You had Roxy. You also had Jonathan Gresham. And I'm, excuse me, you had one of the commentators there join the booth. Right, right, so right. So we right. have eight talents already. This feels like a pretty good working relationship. We'll see how far down the rabbit hole this impact of honor goes, I guess. It'll be interesting. Uh, by the way, that pay per view, I hate to bring it, I don't, because I don't know how much of this has aired yet, but ah, oh, screw it. Everybody reads spoilers, right? No, nobody doesn't read spoilers anymore, right? You can just tell me. I really honestly don't read them for Impact. But. All right. Uh, Impact champ Moose versus Morrissey. <gasps> I think we already knew we that. Knew that was happening. Yeah, we knew that. 
uh, the Good Brothers versus the the Gorillas of Destiny for the tag titles. And oh then shit, the, that's happening. Yeah, did I ruin that? Okay, for you? so here we go. I did see the other day it has happened. Now Jay White shows up with Chris Bay and the Gorillas of Destiny. So we get the real freaking Bullet Club. But they're the Gorillas of Destiny. They're not the Bullet Club. Close enough. Okay, you want the real Bullet Club? It's Prince David, Carl Anderson, and Tomatonga. No, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Now, what happened to Bad Luck Fale? Mm-hmm. That, that's the other big Samoan you yeah. guys should be looking for. Uh, you want to touch on GCW real quick? Uh, they they had a, their pay per view this past week. Um, some interesting stuff. It's criminal that Impact doesn't let Matt Cardona be Matt Cardona, who we see at GCW. If Matt Cardona wins, we riot. One of the best heel things going and his cavalcade circus of misfits. Is there a better way to put that together when you got Chelsea Green, Oswoggle, uh, Smart Mark, and Brian Myers enters back into the fold looking like he just stepped off the set of Blade 3? Yeah, you know, and, and around some of those folks, Swaggle doesn't look all that small. Not really, and to take on the evil force that is X-Pac, Joey Janela, and Marco Stunt, GC-Dub, GC-Dub. Dude, Hornswoggle fits right in. I mean, excuse me, <clears throat> Swoggle fits right in. I'm loving it. Matt Cardona is showing depths to his character that nobody believed that can happen. And sometimes it goes too far when you reach back into the day. Sometimes we don't need to see WWE rehash Nikki Ash or a superhero character. But every so often, if you want to go Ric Flair, Miss Elizabeth with a poolside photo shoot, Joey Janela, Chelsea Green, that was a great way to kick off the rivalry with Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, GCW, these guys are taking advantage of social media to increase their storylines and to grab attention to a promotion that you can only see live or on Fight TV. So obscure, but making an impact. I would agree. Uh, All right, a couple things I want to skip around to. You brought up um, Brian Kendrick asking for his release. And he's been working mainly as a producer. Now, we saw Scotty Tuhati go this route. Scotty Tuhati's back on, on the independent scene. Early in this show, we talked about, hey, this isn't a bad time to be a wrestling fan. It's actually a pretty good time. With everything going on, and you can give Matt Cardona as much or as little credit as you want for you know, restarting independent wrestling, and he's the guy, everybody, whatever all that shit is, he says, it ain't a bad time. And, you know, look, there were a time when the Brian Kendricks of the world, they would be content collecting a WWE paycheck, working as a producer and all that. You can go out and make a pretty good living on the independent scene. GCW, look, I'm not trying to tell you their pay-per-views are on the same level as WWE pay-per-views, AEW pay-per-views, even Impact. But you can get eyeballs. You can make a living. It's not a bad time to be a wrestling fan. I, I... He, I think, probably has a better chance of getting his release than Mustafa Ali does. But we'll piggyback that. If you're WWE, everybody asking for the damn release, you've already cut a bunch of producers. What are you going to do for producers here before long? It looks like there'll always be an independent. Petey Williams, who was never considered as a talent, left Impact to actually take a job back there. So I think as we're seeing it, you'll see more people roll over. Not to mention the other day, 
and, and this is far-fetched. If you guys got Hulu, you got Peacock, it's accessible. If you go look up last week's WWE main event episode, T-Bar takes on Tommaso Ciampa in a hard-hitting classic wrestling match that I got to say is must-see. I say that to say this, with the litany of neck injuries that he's had and obviously now being pushed to the main card, it's only a matter of time before Tommaso Ciampa is an NXT producer. Maybe. Hey, we didn't bring this up on uh, the MMA After Hours podcast, but it'll fit here as well because it's The Rock. The Rock, part of a company that announced a big deal with UFC this week, be, being the official, are they the shoe apparel sponsor? Is is that the official title? So The Rock, much like Jordan, came up with the Jordan brand, which right. was a subsidiary of Nike. The Rock has Project Not Rock, a subsidiary of Under Armour, and they have won the bidding for the footwear apparel contract with the UFC. So now going forward for like five years, I believe they have the deal locked in project rock footwear will be on the feet of UFC fighters. And as you said, a bit of combat sports news for the pro wrestling fans. I thought you were going to tell us about the reemergence of former cruiserweight Jack Gallagher. He has announced Yes, a former mixed martial artist who did have amateur experience before the Cruiserweight Tournament will make his professional combat sports debut, not sure of the date, but is signed with Bare Knuckle FC. I would say this is laughable, but a credential grappler in his own right, Jack Gallagher. For sure, and you mentioned the amateur background. Real quick, for those who maybe aren't as familiar with the MMA game, you're like, oh, wait, those guys all fight barefooted. What the hell do they need a shoe sponsor for? Well... Before this, it was Nike. Uh, Nike was the apparel. Reebok, Reebok, I'm sorry. Reebok was the shoe and um, apparel sponsor. The the apparel deal ended, and they went with Venom, who who makes all the walkout gear now. But until a week or so ago, Reebok, uh, the Reebok deal for the shoe thing was still on. It it is huge, and I don't think we've seen a dollar amount. I'm certain it's pretty significant. Um, But those shoes you'll be able to find, if you can't already, very soon on the UFC website for a premium, I'm certain. And all the the corner people, the fighters when they train, all all that stuff, workouts, you'll see them all wearing the the footwear. And it's not just shoes. The the fighters, I'm certain, will have house slippers, whatever you want to call them, shower shoes, flip-flops, basically, that that you wear when you're in the sauna, when you're going to weigh-ins and crap like that. So, yes, even though it's a sport where you fight barefooted, the the shoe contract is still a very important one. Walking out to the cage, open workouts, weigh-ins, anywhere during fight week that they need to be in front of the camera, you will see the Brahma Bull prominently on the foot. Good for the rock. He's also, I think, making a uh, big tequila announcement. Man, Thermana, I've heard some like 600,000 cases being sold. I think it's just amazing that Conor McGregor got out his uh, proper 12 Irish whiskey so quick because I think The Rock's been having this Termana thing. I've been following him on social media, brewing for a couple years to get it perfectly blended and distributed in the way that he wants to do it. Yeah, and I'm sure as soon as he gets it where he wants it, he's going to sell a big chunk of it. Keep a the liquor game. I don't want to get too far off track here. We need to wrap this up, but the liquor game is interesting. You know, I, I know Connor a while back sold a big chunk uh, of his company. Um, even you know somebody I always Ryan Reynolds didn't he have a yeah a vodka or something? I think something maybe awesome. yeah. Um, the one I always go to Sammy Hagar who, who had his tequila sold that. 
he and Guy, I think he and Guy Fieri uh, were in this together, are doing a rum, and I think they're about to sell that. And The Rock with his tequila. If you want to make money, son, start you a liquor company. Now, it's got to be good, so you probably need some capital up front. But if you can get it off the ground, if you can get a star to invest in it, you can make some money. Dude, so I'll tell you, back in the day, for second apartment I ever lived in, paper thin walls, me and my neighbor, my neighbor was like, dude, part Viking. I'm going to show you guys the trick. We started making mead. And boy, was that stuff good. If you can find the right investors, it is some great stuff because who doesn't like alcohol? I've gotten into the process, though, before of making and distilling. It's a great product sometimes to make some alcohol. For sure. For sure. So there you go. All right, Mike. Uh, I. Think that's a good place to end on alcohol. Anything else we need to hit? Uh, that you guys should probably have a good drink ready for whatever you're watching on Saturday. The Royal Rumble's gonna be here, and I don't know if it'll make sense, but with a drink, it might make more sense. You know what? I'm not gonna say what I was. I was about to say. I make you this promise. Once Johnny Knoxville is declared the winner on Saturday night of the Royal Rumble, I promise you we will have Johnny Knoxville on the podcast next week. Then. In my brain, that eight percent, that eight tenth of a percent chance that WWE might actually have Johnny Knoxville win the damn Royal Rumble popped in my head, and I know there's no way we could deliver on getting Knoxville next week. So I will not say that. I will be cheering for Johnny on Saturday night. Kick everybody's ass, Johnny Knoxville, jackass for life, or whatever. Tell everybody how they can keep up with you, Micah. Go to Twitter. It's at Frankel Micah, the last name, then the first name. By the way, did you order me that Johnny Knoxville shirt on WWE Shop? No, no, not yet. Hey, real quick, uh, AEW Dark, there's an Adam Cole versus Khan match. Khan, interesting prospect. Go check out that match. Another must-see match of the week. Is he related? No, it's a K-H-O-N, not A-N. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, find the show, PW After Hours on Twitter. Email us, uh, pwafterhours at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter, at Real Mike Carlisle. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the Royal, uh, Royal Rumble. We'll break it down for you next week on another episode of Pro Wrestling After Hours here on the After Hours Podcast Network.